the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. You have found us. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. Yeah, and we are in different rooms today, so it might sound a little bit different. There might be a little bit of a pause, but uh, we're in different parts of the world, so we're going through Skype and trying things out. Uh, Our word of the week this week is erudite, and this is another one that was suggested by a listener. And erudite means having or showing great knowledge or learning or just being like, you know, really knowledgeable or well-read. And uh, I like it because it's like a fancy word for being fancy and highfalutin word for being highfalutin so it it really serves a lot of purposes to me that is fancy yeah definitely a fancy word that's a paul word for sure um i'm gonna say absolutely it is yes quite quite so so anyhow um that's our word of the week if you can use that word of the week in a sentence go for it uh share it out with your friends and 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 make sure that they know how cool you are but um That'll be our word of the week this week. If you've got words and you want to send them to us, you can send them into info at messituppodcast.com and intern Dave will send those along to us. Uh, Intern Dave is working on some stuff for my book right now, so he's actually interning. It's uh, quite impressive. Uh, If you want to just get something directly to me, you'd send it to, um, what is it? Uh, Bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And what's your email address there, my friend? is bikerchick at messituppodcast.com so uh, we're all covered with all that kind of stuff so go for it do it as you need to and um, we appreciate you guys keeping in touch with us it makes things lots of fun Uh, so this week I was thinking about some things as I was out at the prison and uh, one of the thoughts that occurred to me we were talking about looking more like Jesus And that as we become more involved with Christ, he's going to be reflected in our life. That's going to be one of the byproducts of being in Christ is that we're going to start to reflect inwardly and outwardly the things of Christ, whether that's the fruit of the spirit or just the things that Christ um, demonstrated and lived out in front of us. Our lives should start to look and resemble look like and resemble Christ. And uh, someone was talking about that as, you know, they were wanting more explanation about that or what it looked like. And we came up with the idea that if you take something and put it into a mold, it will begin to look like that mold, whether it's, you know, ice or, or clay or plaster or whatever. And if Christ is our mold and we pour ourselves into that mold, we should start to reflect that. And sometimes I feel like I do. Sometimes I feel like I haven't quite put myself all the way in there. So my mold is a little bit Christ-like, a little bit uh, just, I don't know, parts hanging off and being goofy and just having all kinds of different issues that maybe don't let people see Christ the same way that they should see Christ in me. And I, I was just wondering if other people do that or if that's just me. What do you think? We had a visit. Well, <laughs> it did. Roman came in. Um, tell, tell us who I Roman is, real quick, just so that the people know. Roman is my five-year-old. Yeah, so he might be we popping in at, and out. We're at home, 
So I've got a mute button, so I'm muting him. But yeah. he will still pop in and out. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the camera. I was talking, and all of a sudden I could see that uh, Rowan was in the background. I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. So we might have little times where it seems like I'm being a show hog, but it's really just me protecting um, the mute button on the other end of it. So I'm not a show hog. I'm actually looking out for the show when I hog the show. That's right. That's my that's story. Right. I'm on top of it today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't touch on the my opinion of the whole mold thing i really like that i like that imagery um because we are in christ and to be in christ does automatically start to shape us in um in our christ likeness um it's sanctification right making us holy making us like jesus that whole process of being in christ actually moves us closer um to what we're supposed to look like yeah, and and we are supposed to look like that. Right. How do we know, though, if we're looking like ourselves or if we're looking like Christ? I mean, what is what do you use for a um, some sort of a meter of that to to balance it out? Like, all right, is this is this Paul that I'm seeing? Is this Christina that I'm seeing, or is this Christ in me that's being seen? Do you have any any ways to measure that or? I think if there's anything good that people see or receive from me, that's Christ. That has nothing to do with me. So it's it's those moments of, oh, well, that was cool, you know, or someone's like, you know, thank you for being such and such or that way or for your grace or for whatever. I automatically know that all of those good things, those are Christ in me. That's not my nature. That's not who I am. Yeah. But do you get into, well... I'm not going to ask you this. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to confess about myself. I get into, um, I don't want to call it self-adulation, but it's a bit of denial where I think, okay, this is, this is good. This is Christ. So it must be awesome. And I ignore where I am and I start to think of myself as like, I'm good and I'm, I'm not being... Um, I don't know, honest or realistic, but I'm, I'm putting some denial into my life and thinking, okay, yeah, this is what Christ wants me to do. Christ wants me to go tell this person they need to get their act together. And, you know, kind of that righteous indignation that uh, a lot of people like to lean on that's really not righteous, but it's very indignant. Right. Well, self-righteousness was coming to my head when you were telling that little story. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's all about us even though we don't realize it sometimes. I just had a very humbling moment um, this last weekend. I had a huge conversation with our spiritual parents and my husband and myself. And uh, last Tuesday, I was driving to therapy and I was listening to some sermon from Pastor Chad over at Sun Valley and Gilbert. And um, we were talking about how you cannot forgive somebody that you think you're above. Oh. And the self-righteousness of that and God convicted me big time at that moment and so there was self-righteousness in my life I thought I was being one way but when God revealed that the true scenario I was being self-righteous and um, I thought I was being loving yet I was being condemning there was a lot of um a lot of things where I saw it, but it definitely wasn't reflective of Christ in me for sure. Even though I was convinced 
otherwise. That's a crazy idea, that whole thing of not being able to forgive if you think you're better than. I've I, I just been sitting here kind of processing that and thinking, okay, is that is that always true? Is that mostly true? Is that... And, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I accept that on face value. And now I'm trying to find the exception. Um, and I guess it depends on how you start defining things because... In reality, sin is sin is sin. And so we're all, you know, the ground is level at the foot of the cross kind of thing. So there's no better than or worse than. And as soon as I start to think that I am, then I have now probably put myself lower than um, on a. But you can't because we're all level. So I can't get lower than someone just like I can't be above them. Wow, this is perplexing. This is, it's hard to be erudite about this. It, right. It hit me very hard. I was like, like, this pastor is so profound to me. Him, um, both the teaching pastors at um, Sun Valley are are just super incredible in, in speaking into my life in different ways. And so as soon as I heard that, I was just like, I was just blown away with the accuracy that it reflected of my own heart. Because, you know, once you start thinking, well, you know, I've got, I've got this experience in life. I've got this. I'm, you know, God willing, seven years sober on Friday. You know, I've got my recovery. I've got sobriety. I've got Jesus. I've got all of these things. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And, you know, having this expectation based on what I think are my personal accomplishments. And so automatically put myself in a in a in a placehold above my own husband yeah and you know it was a very humbling moment and it was one of those things that it was definitely not reflective of christ and so i needed somebody who was an outside looking in to be able to say hey you know yeah that's that's not exactly what christ looks like so so what do we do now? And so there was, can you tell people, our listeners where you, uh, heard this? So if that way they want to hear this, um, how do they find this sermon message? Is it a podcast? Is it on a, a, a stream somewhere or a, a website? Christine is looking right now. Sure. I am. I believe it is. Yeah. It's, there's a website. It's sunvalleycc.com. Um, the church is Sun Valley Community Church. They've got different campuses, but if you just go to that website, you could pull up their sermon series. The sermon series is Relationships. Okay. Um, they just did their sixth one this past weekend on grace, but it's grace, forgiveness. Um, I don't know, four other ones too. <laughs> nice. But this was the grace but one? They're, they're all... No, the one I'm talking about was forgiveness. Forgiveness, okay. Forgiveness was amazing. It's, uh, yeah, it really smacks me pretty good. You're driving along listening and is this a, okay, I've got to pull over to the side of the road and, uh, process and collect myself kind of thing. Or was this just like, oh, now it's brighter and I'm just going to drive into that light. Or what was that realization, that revelation like in your life where it's like, oh, I get it. 
I, I don't ever pull over. I don't no. I don't know what kind of question that is. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, sometimes um, I do. I get these, no. like, when I get gobsmacked like that, I was like, okay, I have got to pull over and just think and process. Because to me, that would be a, a big sea change moment in my life where it's like, okay, a lot of things have to be different now. So I can't just keep driving because I would be, my mind would not be focused and I would probably be, uh, replaying, reliving, and trying to reconstruct a lot of the past to fit that new paradigm. Not reconstruct, but but analyze. D- maybe deconstruct the past and see how the future needs to fit into this new paradigm. So I would, I, that wouldn't be a thing where I would be driving. I'd be yeah, stopping. I didn't even go that deep into it. You know, when it first hit me, I was like, wow, that's me. And I did a little voice note, so I didn't forget those specific words. And um, and then God brought it back up during conversation. I had no intention of sharing this with my husband or anybody else. But why not? You know, Self righteous. Well, good. That would make me look bad, right? I let God do the internal work. I don't want to look bad in front of people. Um, and that's just my human nature, you know. And so as the conversation with all of us were was going about it it just that god was like here's this door i'm gonna open it right now and you walk through it that's all you gotta do just humbly walk through this door i created an opening in the conversation for this and um so i did and i took the opportunity that god presented but it definitely wasn't a working of my mind or you know contemplating or trying to figure it out or work it into the right moment or anything like that 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 was completely got at work yeah yeah well i think that god is always at work and and we're just trying to look for those moments where we do it and sometimes i i take it you know cap in hand standing and staring at my feet and uh being completely uh Small, and sometimes I'll be bold and, and come in and state it. I had a moment like that in my week where I had to, where I couldn't be bashful about it. I had to uh, to go in and, and, and be like a bull in a china shop with my realizations and my apologies, uh, really working my 10th step. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because I'm looking at what I had picked out and I picked out this song a couple weeks ago for song of the week for this. And we didn't have our topic until a half an hour ago. And here it is God being cool. Our song of the week this week is called nobody by casting crowns. And it talks about that fact of just being worthy and following Christ. And I just think it's interesting because sometimes I need to be more of a nobody than a somebody. And when I'm that nobody, then it allows Christ to work and it it takes me out of the equation. So anyhow, we'll give a listen to nobody here and we'll be back on the other side of it to uh, tell you what we think. Right. And David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil. 
song uh really struck me the first time i heard it i was in anticipation because the guy said this is a song that's sort of written from the perspective of john the baptist being a nobody and announcing jesus but i think it's all of us and i just love so many lines in here at the beginning it talks about being at the end of the line with the other not quites which i've felt and with all the never get it rights which i've been like you know that's me and this song is just like one of those songs where they took a little thought out of my head and put some cool music to it. And it's just, it's so apropos to myself, I think, and to everybody. I, Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say, I saw your mouth move, but I couldn't hear you. Um, as I'm scrolling down through more of the words too, that idea that is so common where it says, so when I hear the devil start talking to me saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. And I think that fits right in with what we were talking about before, about that we're not better than, we're not worse than, we're just there and we're trying to fit that mold of Jesus so that the world won't see us. They'll see nobody with Jesus. And and, and that's what I want my... I want my reflection to look like Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I dig it. And I'm, I used to be a big Casting Crowns fan, and lately I haven't been as much, but I, I really liked this song. I thought, wow, that's Casting Crowns. Way to go, guys. You, you got it good. So uh, anyhow, that's a good one there. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just given the eyeball by my friend Christina. It's kind of fun to have a, a camera here. We should record this and put it on our uh, our Patreon uh, member uh, site for, for people to see the goofiness. I think they would love that. They would see how ridiculous I really am. I sound oh, so serious. Not just you, my really, friend. Really a goofball. Oh, everyone knows you're a goofball. Wow. And now we're going right yeah. back to how we started this conversation about... <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows Paul's a goofball I, I do I guess have that uh, that reputation of being somewhat silly and that's okay I don't mind being a little bit silly Absolutely. yeah that works for me so uh, you said you had this revelation driving um, and you went and you came back and, and it was it was humble. Uh, my revelation this week, um, I had, I think I've talked about this on the show that I, I 
offered up my my mom and my brother um, nailed them to that cross at uh, summit and this last week I had uh, an incident where my mom had called me and asked me to take her to go do some errands and whatnot and so I went to go get her and, and do the errands. And when I picked her up, she started talking, asking me some questions, and I gave her some answers. And she didn't like the answers. And my answers were, they weren't snarky, they weren't rude, they weren't, it was just meant to be helpful. But she took them uh, in a way that they weren't meant to be taken. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is because I think that she was projecting her own meaning into it before I even said it. She was expecting what I might say. And so she was adding verbiage that just wasn't there. So I ignored it the first time and uh, we kept on going. And then she kept on asking me to answer a question that I wasn't willing to answer because I didn't see any good coming out of it. And her question was, well, what would you do? And I knew that what I would do was vastly different from what she would do. And uh, because of that, I, I knew from past experience that if I suggested the things that I would do, that that would upset her. So I tried to tell her four times, hey, you don't want the answer to this question. You don't want me to answer this. So she kept persisting. So I eventually answered the question in a way that she didn't want to hear. And I, I suggested, and it boiled down to, I use technology and she doesn't. I trust technology, she doesn't. So uh, instead right. of going to the bank, I said, you know, we could make this a lot shorter just by taking a picture of the check and depositing it on your phone. Well, she started waving her hands and rolling her eyes and getting upset with me. And so I turned around and took her back home. And so that was on a Tuesday and said, I'm not taking you on your errands. I'm just, I'm not going to do this because I don't see anything good. And I felt pretty good about the way I handle it because I didn't lose my coal or say words that I would regret, but I still felt bad. So the next day I went over there because I wanted to talk to her about it. And I knew that she was going to be going for uh, an out of town trip with my wife the next day. So I wanted to kind of clear the air and make sure that my wife didn't pay the price on that. So I went there and I talked to her about communicating. And my whole goal was to go and be calm and uh, appropriate and just talk about communicating. I'm thinking, okay, if I'm trying to talk about communicating and I can't communicate, it sort of kills the whole thing. So for two hours, I talked to her about having a conversation and communicating and I did Great. I don't mind bragging. I did really, really well. I was calm. I was cool. I was rational. I was logical. And these are things that do not typically describe my mother. And after two hours, she had had enough. And so instead of being smart enough to realize it was just better to just leave it where it was, I decided to make her understand and demand that Uh-oh. she understood what I was saying. And so when I started getting more demandy, then she started getting more defensive. And so she got defensive, I got defensive, and it quickly devolved into me yelling at my mom and uh, just acting like a complete idiot. Yeah. And so then... I'm sitting there after blowing up and thinking, all right, well, this was not good. So I knew I needed to make it better. 
I needed to make it right. I needed to apologize. And the thing that had set me off was she apologized to me. But she said one of those apologies that said, well, if I've done anything, then I'm sorry. And I got um, uh, indignant about the word if. So I made sure when I apologized to her that there was no if about it, um, that I was sorry. I told her what I was sorry for, and I apologized and, and gave her a hug and assured her that I loved her, and I knew that she loved me, and we were able to work it out. But it was one of those things where it's like, all right, I went to go do one thing and to come in and be humble and appropriate and all of this, and what it wound up being was the complete 100% opposite of that. And uh, it turned out that her and my wife had a good trip the next day. And so things went well, but it was just, it was one of those things where I was like, man, you're not any better. And here you are trying to go in and be all like cool. And all you did was set the whole thing on fire. Um, It's tricky, but I was thinking uh, that I was, that I was better than, you know? And so I was the yep. one to, to fix this and show her and model this. And, um, it was the same situation, just different, uh, than yours. So, um, boy, what a week for the mess it uppers, <laughs> right? Nice ways to mess it up, right? Yeah. Well, I guess if we're not going to make messes, how can we make messages? Right. How yeah. can we talk about it? Yeah. Share our lives. That's the whole point of what we do, right? Not that we're perfect, because obviously we're both far from perfect. Oh my word! But yeah, perfect's on the other Christ. side of the planet. And so, and here we huh? are. I said perfect is on the other side of the planet, and here we are, right. trying to exactly. move that direction. So, well, cool. Perfect is the mold that we're we're trying to, you know, be shaped like. Pour ourselves into. Wow, it's all coming full circle. This podcast, I would say, is very erudite, and um, I'm super glad that we were able to do that. Well, um, the old clock on the wall, as they say, is telling us that it's probably time to start pushing things like stop. Uh, So I just want to give the people some information about us. They can find us, uh, well, you guys, you can find us on most of those social media networks that you might be familiar with. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have a Reddit site. So if you want to check it out and do some conversation, you can look for us. Just search for Mess It Up and um, you'll find it in those places. You can also find this podcast and share it with people on iTunes, on Spotify, on the the SoundCloud app. And you can also find us on the TuneIn app uh, through your Alexa Echo device and tell it to play the Mess It Up podcast and it'll play the most recent one. So please do those things. And if you want to support the podcast, uh, we would just love to have that. Your prayer is always welcome. The email, uh, we gave those emails address. Uh, please send us email and just let us know that we're, you know, having an impact in your life. I always love seeing that. But you can also support us financially for as little as a dollar a month by going to our Patreon site. It's uh, patreon.com slash mess it up. Or you can go to the mess it up podcast.com website and click on the become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You can financially support the podcast and it really does wonders. We are so thankful for the people who do that. And, um, we just really appreciate your love, your support. And any way you want to do that is, um, 
much appreciated. So thanks for being here with us. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Did I skip anything, Christina? I think you've said enough. Wow. Oh, you guys should see her. She's like <laughs> biting her finger right now. She's so proud of herself. Yes, I have said enough. Christina has not. So we're just going to take the next three minutes to listen to her voice. You're hysterical. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's time for us to sign off. So we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.